Good morning. It's that time again. For the next month, county supervisors will be deciding what your local government will and will not be doing for you for the next year. For Tuesday, March 6th, it's your Loudon Now Morning Minute. You and thousands of other people listen to the Morning Minute every day. It's trusted, it's personal, and you take it with you wherever you go. So if you've got a business, why not advertise on the Morning Minute and reach the thousands of people listening right alongside you wherever they are. Get in touch at loudonnow.com advertise or email us at sales at loudonnow.com. That's loudonnow.com advertise or sales at loudonnow.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. It's budget season, folks, and of course, because not much happens without money, that means supervisors are spending the next month deciding what your local government is going to be doing for you for the next year and how much you're going to be paying for it. First, they had three public hearings on the budget, which were relatively sparsely attended this year. And although the number of people who spoke at those budget public hearings was low compared to previous years, some familiar and passionate advocates made their voices known, particularly among the county's human services organizations, nonprofits, and educators. The biggest source of revenue in the county is the real estate tax, and the continued growth in real estate values in Loudoun has handed supervisors another tax cut this year. But in fact, very few people came out to ask for one. One person, for example, Ian Sorotkin, came out to say he was begging supervisors to stop cutting his taxes. He said his daughter's elementary school classroom is so overcrowded the teacher has switched out desks for shared tables. And he said he can't spend that extra 100 or $200 to make his kids' classes less overcrowded or to fix potholes, so take it out of his pocket and provide services. To put a little context to his comments, in fact, it's less than that. Let me explain. Supervisors are working off of County Administrator Tim Hemstreet's proposed budget, which is written assuming a real estate tax rate of $1.09 per $100 of assessed value. That's a three and a half cent cut from this year's tax rate. Hemstreet has also given supervisors options if they want to go a penny higher than that and things they could cut if they want to go a penny lower, although he strongly recommended against that. His estimated cutting taxes a penny would save the average taxpayer $47 over the course of the next year. It would also carve $8.2 million out of the county budget, $5.4 million of which would come out of the schools. Instead, most people at the public hearings were asking supervisors to provide enough funding for things like schools, human services, paying county employees, and supporting nonprofits like ECHO, which helps place people with disabilities in local jobs and provides support for them in those jobs where necessary. And last night, with those public hearings over, supervisors got to work going through that proposed budget section by section and department by department. They will revise it to their liking before taking a final vote April 3rd. They dug into the proposed new hires for county administration, public affairs, the commissioner of the revenue, general services, human resources, information technology, management and budget, and the treasurer's office. In total, those departments and offices account for $122 million in Hemstreet's proposed budget, which is up $11 million from this current year's adopted budget. 
Supervisors carved $333,000 out of that part of the proposal. They did that by taking out one of four new public information officers and two of three new real estate appraisals from the Commissioner of the Revenue's office. This is, of course, just the beginning. There are a lot more county departments to go. We'll be following up on all of this, including a more detailed look at what all of those cuts and additions mean for life in Loudoun and, of course, for your wallet. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, it's been a dark, cold few days for the thousands of Loudoners who lost power in that windstorm and a tough weekend for the businesses that were forced to close. But the utility companies say they're nearly done getting everyone powered back up and hope to be done today. Yesterday afternoon, Dominion Energy reported a little over 2,000 people without power, and Novec had gotten power back to all but 53 customers. This compares to more than 17,000 homes that lost power over the weekend. We've got a gallery of photos from the weekend on our website. Speaking of dark and cold, earlier in February, three months after the Percival Town Council voted to cut down on cut-through traffic in the neighborhoods of Country Club Hills and Catoctin Meadows, the town put up new traffic barriers on Glenmead Circle. Those are neighborhoods across Main Street from the Loudoun Golf and Country Club, and drivers could cut through to Route 690. Then the barriers almost immediately came back down when the county fire marshal's office informed the town that its application for a fire code modification was still under review. After all, fire trucks still have to be able to get through there. And then this Friday, those barriers are going back up again. Interim town manager John Anzavino said the town has corrected a communication problem with county emergency service providers, and the barriers will go up again March 9th. But the day before that, a technical advisory panel of first responders, town staff, a town council member, and a VDOT traffic expert will be meeting at the town hall. They'll be reviewing this idea, coming up with some other ideas, and trying to gather some public input. The town also plans to send out a second survey to get more input on this idea. There is some concern among the residents in those neighborhoods that those traffic barriers will not work. Glenmead Circle, as the name suggests, actually makes a circle with Country Club Drive, so they're concerned the traffic will just go around the barriers the long way and continue cutting through. The town is still gathering traffic data, which has so far shown more traffic on that alternate route around the barriers, but still a reduction in traffic through those neighborhoods overall. Yesterday, a federal jury convicted six members of MS-13 in a conspiracy of kidnapping, extortion, and murder in Leesburg. According to evidence in the trial in April and May of 2016, gang members targeted Carlos Otero Enriquez, an 18-year-old Leesburg resident, because they believed he was a member of the rival 18th Street gang. A total of 10 people were charged in this case, seven from Leesburg. Of those, six went to trial and were found guilty on all counts. Four defendants pled guilty before the trial. On May 21, 2016, the gang members lured Ortero Enriquez into a vehicle under the pretense that they were going to a party. Instead, they drove him to an isolated quarry near Harper's Ferry where he was severely beaten, restrained, and killed. He was stabbed more than 50 times. They left his body in a ditch and went back to the home of Shannon Sanchez in Leesburg. Sanchez, another gang associate, helped them burn their clothes and destroy the evidence. Three gang members were also in a conspiracy of extortion. They threatened violence to a victim and the victim's family members unless the victim made regular payments to the gang. The victim's family contacted law enforcement, and the victim then wore a wire from the FBI to record those payments. 
Participating in this investigation, the Northern Virginia Gang Task Force, the Loudoun County Commonwealth's Attorney's Office, Loudoun County Sheriff's Office, the U.S. Marshals Service, U.S. Immigration and Custom Enforcement's Enforcement and Removal Operations Washington Field Office, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives Washington Field Division, and the Fairfax County Police Department. And back on to good news, after nearly four hours and 22 rounds, Anushka Upadye, an eighth-grade student from Stonehill Middle School, is Loudoun's newest spelling champion. The 36th annual Loudoun Regional Spelling Bee was last week at Stonebridge High School. 76 fifth through eighth graders from all 17 middle schools, 55 elementary schools, the Virginia Academy, the Hillsborough Charter Academy, St. Teresa School, and the Loudoun Country Day School were all there. Anushka was the runner-up in last year's B. She won in the 22nd round after Alicia Kuram, an 8th grader from Trailside Middle School, misspelled the word fushchim. Anushka's winning word was cinematech. William Waldman, the B's pronouncer and the principal of Smarts Mill Middle School, said it was ironic Anushka got the word systematic earlier in the B because she was the most systematic speller. The win earned Anushka a trip to the Scripps National Spelling Bee in Washington, D.C. next month to represent Loudoun County. And how does she get ready? She said there's no secret. She studies the dictionary every day. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's calendar, the Embark Center for Self-Directed Education will be holding a town hall-style panel where you can find out about their alternative to traditional school. It will be at the Rust Library in Leesburg tonight from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, tell all your friends T-H-E-M-O-R-N-I-N-G-M-I-N-U-T-E-I-S-A-W-E S-O-M-E, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day.